Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Bombastic Podcast. I'm your host, Imani Wilson. Um, feel free to take this time to like this particular podcast episode, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, uh, what's another one? Oh, Spotify, YouTube, all the places that you check out your podcast or particularly watch this video and subscribe to my youtube channel but anyway now that we got that business out of the way again i'm your host imani wilson and welcome um this is a deviation if you will from the uh, typical format just because i don't do monday videos i don't i don't typically monday you could catch me cold chilling somewhere you know reflecting under a tree um somewhere you know, on a random trip, probably in and out of town, because I'm, I move, I move around. Let me stop playing. But um, more than anything, though, um, thank you for uh, tuning into the show consistently. I appreciate that, folks, and for the folks who have absolutely supported, giving me the feedback. Thank you so so much. And for new audience members to the podcast and the vlog, um, well, is it a vlog? Nah, it's not a vlog, it's a, it's a series. I'm not like, hey, I just went ahead and got a snow cone today, even though it's 30 degrees. No, it's none of that shit. But um, welcome. Either way, welcome, welcome, welcome. So why this episode is so very special. This is the Oscars recap. Oh, I had to go ahead and, you know, play up some more excitement. But no, literally, it was a very exciting night last night. Um, the Oscars, the 2019 Oscars, were in full effect last night. And there were so many things going on that um, I got to recap. Because there was so much to have to go over about the Oscars. First of all, as a guy who's in the film, and I had to clear this up with a bunch of folks. Folks were like, you watch the Oscars? I'm like, dude, I have to see what the industry trends are. I have to pay attention because if that's something I'm aspiring to, you got to study it. You got to study the films and who wrote it, how it was shot, how it was edited, the cast, um which like like what like what studio backed it. You got to you got to get all of those things down. If you're trying to get into that game, yes, you got to study the game. You have to absolutely become one with that. So Absolutely. I followed Oscars and call me biased. Just call it for what it is. If a person of color happens to be winning that year, whether they're black, brown, African, in between Latino, um, Asian, whatever the capacity, I'm rooting for them always because beyond that, Hollywood itself was a very much white centric and for the most part still owned industry. But the fact that diversity over the years and and ran by men for the most part. So now that, you know, over the years, diversity is starting to be more and more celebrated on the big screen, both, you know, in front and behind the camera. It's just a beautiful time. I feel like the only thing is doing is continue is continuing to tell more stories in the medium of art. So getting into the funky shit. Um, let's talk about ads first. OK, because there was two ads that were that really jumped out to me. Serena's Nike ad I thought was dope I mean it was pretty much the whole like I was just mentioning uh, about you know women and women of color the female empowerment of saying you know like you know if they say you can't then show them how much you really really can I'm just calling it for what it is Serena the greatest female athlete of all time I, I could argue yeah so people are like oh that's bullshit what about Billy King uh I mean here's my thing Take Billie Jean King against her competition, against what Serena has had to go on up against. 
And you're talking about a 20-time Grand Slam fucking winner. I'm sorry. I'm just calling it for what it is, all right? Serena is the greatest female athlete of all time. So to see her Nike ad, and she was at the Oscars as well and and, and presented, I was just like, wow, dude. Like, like literally, like, she's a modern-day, like, GOAT. For real, for real. She really is. Then it was another ad. It was the um, Cadillac ad. They had this, um, like, a Cadillac truck ad that they had. And they kept playing this track from Gambino. Me, um, what was it? Um, Me and your mama. I, I just kept hearing It's like, I didn't know when we are smoking that la 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 i just i was like wait a minute wait the fuck like i had to look around like is somebody playing some shit and then you did damn 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 i don't know if youtube's gonna take this shit down because i'm like i'm killing the song right now without even having a fucking instrument near me but i was like look at fucking cadillac using gambino in an ad gambino like i'm like yo Wow. Wow. So I'm sorry. Like, those two ads, those are huge because they had several Cadillac ads that were playing Gambino's, Gambino's um, song up there. So I, I thought I thought that was lit, dude. I'm sorry. I, I had to I had to cover those things. Uh, speaking of covering things, so fashion and gossipy shit. So this right here is the part that's going to be, like, the most fun because I think it's going to be... Hold on a second. I'm trying to check to see if I've got... Okay. Yeah, I yeah, cuz I'm just like I hear things going off. It's fucking weird. Anyway. Um so you guys speak about fashion and shit. So this one's I'm I'm going to try to make this not so long-winded. Let me pull this fucker closer to me. So I'm going to try to make this not so um long-winded because it's uh very important to have to get this out because I saw a lot of things floating on about this particular subject matter and this is going to be my hot take. So brace yourself. Um Red carpet host Billy Porter showed up in a tux dress and you could see the two corners of the internet explode. You saw the one corner and it was like, oh my God, yes, that shit is so killer. Then you had the, this is the continuing emasculation and feminization of the black man. Let me just tell you my take on it. So get yourself ready as we now cross the seven minute mark of this podcast. It was cool. And you want to know why it was cool? Because that's something he wanted to do. It was different. I don't think I've ever seen someone come through in a tux dress. And of all, and of all like devices, it be a man. And it happened to be a man of color doing it. Black man doing it. So I guess when you get into this whole conspiracy about oh you know this right here is the feminization of the black men as as you know as always being purported and touted in popular media and da, 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 it's the gay agenda but look dude understand something okay maybe this is what makes me a contemporary but yet still modern man of the times you know i guess my biggest thing is if that's what somebody wants to do let them live what does that have any impact upon the next per- person? Listen, with him rocking that, does that mean that now you're going to see me in platform heels and some shit? Dude, if that was my prerogative, that would just be my fucking prerogative. So his prerogative was to pull up knowing that he was going to host a red carpet and doing it in a fucking tuxedo dress. Ugh. Fucking rocking like cross dressers and all this other shit. Is, it's not anything new. It's not a man in drag. A man in drag is not new in 2019. And is that even drag? He just wore tux dress. 
Let him rock it. The fuck? I don't understand why it has to be an agenda. The problem with the fucking Oscars is that everything gets so loaded about agendas. And I get it. But see, what fucking people that aren't smart, because the, the, yes, there are people that aren't smart. I know. you could. The whole thing is... The, the Oscars have always been politicized. You can go as far back as like Elvis, John Wayne, other motherfuckers from like old school throwback Hollywood. They've always politicized this event. Why? Because it's got it's 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 about the public. It's about an art form. It's about media. And there's money in it. Of course, politics is going to ooze in between the cracks. Are you fucking joking? That's why I hate when people are like, oh, this is just pandering and it's just posturing and it's politicized. Dude, it's always, that's always been the name of the game, baby. That's the name of the game. Are you joking? So my point with dude is, look, you want to wear Tuck's dress, bro? Rock it. And he rocked the shit out of it. Cool point in case in, in point in story. You know, I had a whole conversation with a cousin of mine. I was just like, yo, I'm dying to know what your take is going to be. And I'm dying. This is my this is my hot take. Whatever, dude. Rock it. Rock it. Kill it. If you if that's what you're going to do, do it. Fuck. This, this isn't any implication upon me as a man. I think it's the crazy thing is when people take it as personal implications on themselves and their own masculinity. Bro, I'm good. I'm good. If it affects you, then you you got some shit you got to work out. But dude, I'm good, I'm good. So yes, shout out to fucking Bill, for shout out to fucking Billy Porter for rocking that shit because he rocked it. Uh, J Lo also pulled up rocking her own fit. Now we're talking about the same J Lo who came from you know from the Grammys where she was trying to croon some Motown. She this time came through as another throwback. Her outfit made her look like the flyest Boricua disco ball ever seen. You know, and modern times, it was a little different. It was a little different. And then shout out to Alex Rodriguez, who I swear, I swear A-Rod is just like now, like the token accessory. Like wherever J-Lo goes, like A-Rod's that dude holding the bag. It's fucking hilarious. It really is. Um, Gaga had a fucking huge night, which, you know, I'm pretty, which, you know, again, you know, leading up to it, she had a huge night. Like I said, a necklace was popping, you know, hair, everything, makeup looked fantastic. I will say, though. Uh, and this is leading into it. Pretty sure she's fucking Bradley Cooper. They fucking, they fucking. As you know, shout out to one of my favorite groups on Facebook, podcast fandom crew. As um, as we were all jokingly going going through it, doing the whole like live in the comments about the grant about the not the Grammys, the Oscars. Like everyone kept looking at the chemistry and was like, Nah, I'm pretty sure they fucking. And if not, then they at least have, you know, or or they are or they were. But they fucking. Plus, also shout out to both of them because they both happened to um have really bad spray tans that night. She was orange as fuck, like the most orange I've ever seen Gaga. Because typically she's like a ghoulish white, which is why you could the tan was dumb obvious and it was artificial as shit. And then even with Bradley Cooper, I'm like, dude, like you look weird. I'm like, y'all look like y'all both tanned at the same place. Huh. Not weird, not weird at all. But uh, speaking of weird. In its own sense, in all respect, is, is, you know, is all in due favor. Um, Mashallah Ali, you know, also had a huge night, and that's coming up as well. You know, he rocked it. Nice playing tux. His uh, missus had this, like, Afro-futuristic vibe going. The fucking hat, dude. It, it's, it, the hat was killing me, like, when Pharrell was rocking that, like, Canadian Mount Mounty like like that's that Arby's like hat that was that fucking killed me and I'm a super duper hardcore Pharrell 
N.E.R.D. Neptune Star Trek fan. But that fucking hat. And Marshall Ali pulling up in the red carpet literally through the whole ceremony with that fucking hat. It's like a it's a fez. From when I saw a couple people calling it a beanie, I'm like, bro, that's not a beanie. Beanie would sit a little bit on your on your like like literally sit on your scalp. Scully would kind of be the same way, probably, but just have more room depending on the size of the scully. That was a fucking like fez. He had like the Prince Akeem like hat, which they said was like, oh, it's a nod to his religion. I'm like, it's just a fez. I mean, if it was a nod to his religion, his beliefs, granted, it's beautiful. I just feel bad for the motherfucker that was behind him because I know I would have been like, yo, like, what's up? <laughs> like, like, what's up? Like, you over there. Do this for me sometimes, yo. Can't see over there. You a wild one, yo. <laughs> I would have had to. It just would have been one of those things. I mean, I ain't going to bullshit you. I wouldn't have done that. Because I'd have been like, the fuck? The fuck you think he talking to? So, but nah. I say, yeah, don't get it fucked up. My man is from, from the Bay Area. But um, everybody also, um, also happened to be wearing, like, all these fucking, like, tacky pink dresses and shit. Some chick looked like a fucking, like... Like a strawberry wrapper from like a fucking cupcake. I forget the fucking name. It didn't even matter. But what did matter was two fucking people that were donning the shit out of pink, okay? The boy Jason Momoa came in off a velvet, like, champagne, like, pale pink tux. And I'm like, yo, only fucking Jason Momoa could pull some shit like that off. He still had the whole gypsy vibe going. Fucking Lisa Bonet was there also with the same gypsy vibe going. I swear they both look like they smell like seaweed. And like patchouli, but then yet they're like both like they're like striking to the eye. So it's like motherfucker. So only only he could have pulled that shit off. And then of course we're gonna talk about pulling off pink. Bow the fuck down. Put your heads down, you fucking knaves. You're not worthy when Angela Bassett comes in crushing it. I'm talking spanking motherfuckers on the red carpet with that pink dress. And is she not like is she not like sixty and just fine as a glass of wine and oh yeah she is absolutely dragging a wagon i'm sorry some of them angles when you see her do that turn i'm like oh my god anime with the cake i'm just i'm so I'm sorry listen all respect to her all right i'm just fucking saying i gotta give homage or homage is due for the queen she's out there fucking killing it fucking killing it so only motherfuckers who really were able to pull off pink yesterday with jason momoa in his own weird way and angela bassett just crushed crushing the game you know she got the fucking hair did looking fine as always the dress was fly body just pow pow and shit so i'm like please she had she definitely had shit going but let's get to the whole point of this which is why i said this is probably going to be a really um short episode but then again i think this is where shit's going to get real the real meat and potatoes are right here and shit you got the little side of the vegetable so now here comes the comes the real chunk of it the awards because why the fuck else would you really want to watch this shit just so you can see cool you know people you you know of and heard of and seen before just all chill and look nice they always chill and look nice except for when they don't and they because they're regular ass fucking people um for all the like let, let, let's just let's just get into this shit because I'm the kind of person where I I'm I like to um, stay pretty even killed. I'd say I'm overall optimistic, but I'm also a realist. So realistically speaking, I just checked the list and I just saw what the first talking point of the awards were. I'm gonna get it the fuck out the way now, okay? The motherfucking Green Green Book won Best Picture of the Year. Now didn't see the movie, okay? Lady saw the movie, liked it. I was like, hey, cool good on you uh wasn't a movie i really wanted to see 
Um, the problem I have is that it won Best Picture with all of the bullshit surrounding the movie. So the fucking director, I think it was that Peter, Peter Ferrelli. Peter Ferrelli had, you know, not even accusations, but claims that he owned and apologized to. We pretty much had his own hashtag Me Too movement. We saw that flashing his dick and pushing himself up on chicks. That's not a good look. Then your co-producer or producer on the film, you know, has had a long notoriety of like posting anti-Islamic shit stemming as far back as 9-11. And granted, I know people are like, oh, it's fucked up people being persecuted by all these old tweets. But my thing is, is that if you were taking those tweets and forwarding, forwarding them over to like Trump and trying to make trying to connect these like dots still to this day then it's kind of like, all right, you have a bit of an agenda. And then on top of that, I'm sorry, you also happen to have been working with Mashallah Ali, who's very much clearly an open Muslim. And he's like, oh, you know, working with him, and it's a movie about togetherness and kindness and this, this, and this. Bullshit. Even the family, because it was based on a true story, even the family of the um, driver of the um, of the black character, even, even the family said, yeah, you guys are kind of playing up his friendship. They weren't like, it wasn't lethal weapon with a fucking traveling doctor and pianist. It really wasn't. It was just like, hey, you know, we're going through some shit here. I'm with you for the ride, and I'm learning a bit about you and your world, and, you know, and, you know, we're kind of, you know, sharing in this moment. But it wasn't this fucking buddy-buddy feel-good fucking movie like they were trying to paint it out to be. But then let's not drop let's not drop the biggest fucking hammer of them all. And I feel bad because the homie Vigo, he ain't the homie no more. Fuck him. He actually went during the press tour and had a fucking, had an open moment on the pre- press tour where he dropped the M-bomb to try to go ahead and make a comparison about, you know, the language and dialect used then comparatively to now. I'm like, bro, listen, I get it. For you trying to give us some historical context, then you know you shouldn't be afraid to say you know to absolutely say the word. It is a word, but the thing is, you have to understand that in the context in which you're in, in which you're using it, you don't have to like. The thing is, you just want to pick and choose the appropriate times. It's one thing to be like, oh yeah, I get it. Listen, it's not a taboo. It's just a word, nigger. That's it. Like I get it. Like no, dude, you have to understand. There's a context in which there, there's a not even not even just a context. There's a um, don't be tone deaf. You know, you, you want to have tact when using things, especially if it's touching upon sensitive areas such as race relations, uh, religion, politics, all those other different things. You want to you want to use a certain tact. And it's not like Vigo's new to the game. Where this is just some shit. This was just like one of those things where I guess he just felt like, well, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and use it in such a banal way that it's like, oh, well, whatever, fuck it. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. so th- this is how it was. People were just like, okay, I mean, we obviously know that, but thanks for, like, really pampering the point when you really fucking didn't. So either way, for all of that bullshit, the movie still won fucking um, Best Picture of the Year, which, I mean, 2018 was a weird year for movies anyway it just was like it was it's like it's like there were a few movies here and there but i'm like the biggest movies that people hyped about were marvel films and this year i don't even think people are that hyped about marvel films i'm like granted infinity war part two great we get the ending but we already like it's kind of already out there that we know how it's gonna go infinity war part one we didn't really have an idea how deep it was gonna get so you know, for fucking for 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 the Green Book to have gotten Best Picture was a little iffy. Spike Lee was mad as fuck, but again, we're gonna cover all those other bases coming up now. Um, a Star is Born 
Um, got the uh, Lady Gaga got the Academy Award, which I'm not gonna bullshit you. I would not be surprised if Gaga isn't like the next EGOT, which is someone who gets an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Because at this point, I'm like, I know she got Grammys, and now she's got an Oscar. So now she just needs a Tony, which you get on Broadway, and then an Emmy, which you get on TV. So yeah, that's a little fun fact for you. A couple of EGOTs you got out there, um, Whoopi Goldberg, um, and a couple of others couple others out there but it's a high prestige and honor don't and don't be surprised that the boy gambino isn't up next trust me but um yeah that was huge for for, um, for again a star is born and she just made mention like only bradley cooper could have been i'm talking she was up there like <sighs> i'm like come on dude we know you're talented come on with the shit we like everybody knew you were gonna get an original fucking song like come the fuck on like, please, as many, to- as many times as people kept fucking mentioning Shallow and all that shit in the Star Wars Born, I was like, dude, this shit's going to win at least two fucking Academy Awards, at, at the very least. And Gaga's going to get an Academy Award for a fucking song. Everybody knew that. I mean, I'm pretty sure she knew it, but it's just the fact that in the moment, you know, you're probably just, like, hit with it. It really, like, hammers the shit home. So, I don't know. I mean, it was good on her. Like I said, she's fucking talented as fuck, dude. Like, I'm not knocking that shit at all. You were talking about modern. If you had to say a modern artist who are, who are, like, truly talented, you got to throw her in that group. You got to throw maybe, like, an Alicia Keys in that group. I'd say you have to throw, like, an Anderson Pock in that group. You know, I'm talking people who you can tell they're performers. They've got voices on them. They can, they're musicians as well. Like, true, like, like, cra- like craftsmen of their actual craft. There you go. So, and the Star is Born got original song of Lady Gaga. So, you know, since everybody's happy that she won, fuck it. We all knew that was going to happen in a landslide. Fucking Bohemian Rhapsody got the most motherfucking wins. And then also, let me go ahead and preface this shit now. I'm saying now that I got all that shit out of the way, because now we're entering the other subcategory at this point. Motherfucker, I wish I had a fucking broom on me right now. People of color and women clean the fuck up during this fucking Oscars. And that shit probably pissed some people off, because they're like, oh, well, you're just placating. Or you're just pandering. Like I said before in the earlier part, this shit's always been about politics. But I'm just calling it for what the fuck it was. We in there, goddammit. I don't give a fuck. We in there. Ladies, we in there. People of color, like I said, black, brown, Asian, Hispanic, all folks across that, that color spectrum, we in there. We motherfucking in there. So, hey, Bohemian Rhapsody opens up. And I'm a I'm a huge Queen fan. As far as old school, like, rock bands are concerned, Queen would have to be number one on my list because there's just too many fucking songs I love from fucking Queen. I swear they're like, their songs are like a fucking, uh, are, are like, are like, they're like soundtracks. Like, like, and like, they're like soundtracks to your like life in a weird sense. It's true. Like if you heard this shit in an arena, you would be bugging the fuck out. Like I couldn't listen. I couldn't hear having a good time or like half of the shit. And Queen was there. The remaining survivor members were there. They performed. Adam Lambert performed with them. I mean, everybody liked it. I thought it sounded like some shit you hear off like a cruise ship, but that's not the knock, you know, the original bandmates. I just thought Adam Lambert's, you know, take on certain songs was just very, American Idolish, but you know. Either way, Bohemian Rhapsody fucking cleaned up. It got best sound mixing, best sound editing, best film editing, and then why well, say you gotta hold down for the culture? Rami Malik gets fucking best actor. And someone's saying, Well, why you hold that down for the culture? Isn't he oh, that's right, North African. He's Egyptian. Now I need people to cut the bullshit because it's still Black History Month, so let me break some homage to you. What continent 
is Egypt located in? That would be Africa, the northern region of Africa. Now, I know you may think to yourself, oh, well, not every black person hails from Egypt. I know that. We fucking know that shit. But the thing is, is that you want to talk about it being Black History Month? It was made. He's the first fucking male Egyptian fucking actor to win the Best Actor Award. So I'm sorry. Egypt, Africa, Black History Month, bitch. We motherfucking in there. And I've never seen um, Mr. Robot. I mean, you know, I mean, no offense. It's a USA show, so I rarely have ever watched the USA Network. But here, good shit. But I feel happy for him. Fuck, because like I said, you know, uh, it's a huge movie. I meant to see Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't seen it, so I'm waiting for it to get on Netflix. And then I'll later be like, yo, now I see why he won this shit. But Freddie Mercury's fucking story, you know, it's marred in some controversy. They're like, oh, well, it didn't really pay the tribute that it did. Again. I'll have to see it for myself to judge it, like I said, you know, but just shout out to him. That's a fucking huge fucking accomplishment, huge, huge accomplishment. So, yes, we motherfucking in there. Chalk that one on the board again for Black History Month. We motherfucking in there. And as we continue to be in there, then you got to speak about Black Klansman. Got best adapted screenplay. Fucking Spike Lee got his first fucking Academy Award. Now, let me tell you why this shit was especially pimp, because I got to show the fucking... um. I got to show the actual graphic to this when I when I pull it up because it was fucking amazing from what I saw. So on Twitter, um, somebody posted up on here. Um, so, uh, Kyle Buchanan, he's verified on Twitter. He said, everyone is texting me asking what Spike Lee said that was bleeped. Because when he went on stage, it was just like you heard clapping and ev- the whole fucking theater were on their fucking feet. Just standing ovation for Spike because he never got a fucking Academy Award and he should have got it for fucking do the right thing. I mean, so many fucking movies. Mo Better Blues, do the right fucking thing. I'm just, 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 I'm talking just the man's had a catalog for some time and he's never, and he's just never gotten an award. Now, granted, Spike can be a little heavy handed with his point and agendas, but still. Fuck it. You still can't take away from his fucking, from what he's provided to cinema. You just can't. So what this guy said was, um, everyone's texting me asking what Spike Lee said that was bleep. He began his speech by saying, do not turn that motherfucking clock on. So my man had the most New York, the most Brooklyn response ever and was like, do not turn that motherfucking clock on. Because when you go up there, there's a clock and they sort of let you know, like, all right, you're going to have this much time to talk. He's like, no, motherfuckers, you're going to let me have this because it's been fucking a whole almost lifetime. And this is going to happen. Fuck the little honorary shit you gave me a couple of years ago. This one I actually now earn. You're going to let me have this. So. He was up there breaking the signs down. You could tell, like, his raw emotions because he was, like, trying to speak about his ancestors and how his ancestors came back from this particular time and that this year compared to when slavery happened was 400 years apart from one another and that, again, his um, ancestors started off as this and this and then they came from this particular part, migrated here, and then they worked and did this. So he had a moment, okay? He had a fucking moment. But, again, rightfully deserved. You're talking about fucking Spike Lee. It's like, come the fuck on. So I'm happy as fuck for Spike. And like I said, he he did it in his typical Spike fashion. 
fucking Samuel was up there fucking announced it for him. Like, it's a crazy picture of those two, like, hugging and shit. I love the fact that Samuel just went up there and was just like, yo, he's like, I also got to make a mention. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, he's like, your New York Knicks won tonight. I'm telling you, the whole time watching the Oscars, you would have thought I was watching, like, a sport event. Because I'm just down there like, yes! Like, as soon as he mentioned that the Knicks won, I was like, let's fucking go! Let's go! First home win! It's, it's like December of last year, even though the Knicks are supposed to be losing on purpose. But that's for another podcast, which I'll be covering sports and shit soon. But I was like, yeah, I was happy for fucking Spike, man. It was beautiful that he got um best adapted screenplay. So I was happy as fuck for him. Because then uh, later in the night when it came to best picture and Green Book was announced because they had Green Book, uh, I think Vice, uh, Black Panther, um green book vice black panther bohemian rhapsody and black klansman i think were the ones and then like roma i think so you know he was hoping maybe would have got for black klansman probably also quietly maybe rooting for uh bohemian rhapsody as a third and then probably second black panther but when it was but when it was fucking when it was green Bro- when it was green book knowing all the bullshit surrounding those assholes it was like uh huh Talk about a way of derailing a night of fucking history and shit going on. But again, I don't want to go ahead and keep tying it to negative shit because there's still more hotness we got to drop. So shout out to Spike motherfucking Lee, specifically holding it down, doing the damn thing. Black history, people. Then more history. Black Panther gets three motherfucking Academy Awards. First Marvel film to get Academy Awards. First Marvel film. Black Panther gets... Best production design, which the production artist went up there, um, Miss um, Miss Miss Beachler, she came up there and was just like dropping the whole science. I'm talking these people were static. Best costume design, which I was like, listen, okay, like I get it. Most of the costumes they were showing for like those like old English period pieces. Listen, I feel like you can just go somewhere and it got that shit hanging up somewhere. Black Panther, that shit ain't hanging up nowhere. That Afro futuristic like design, no. Those sets, no. You could tell the craftsmanship in detail put into those fucking sets. Those shits were so culturally accurate and so finely detailed. It was just incredible. So there's no way you weren't going to get that. And then original score, and the guy who gets original score was a former USC roommate of the director, Ryan Coogler. He's like, dude, I could never imagine that 12 years ago when we were first putting down your original score for your film that we would be celebrating a momentous occasion like this. Shout out to the boy, man. Like, shout out. Motherfucking history rolling. Now, granted, the composer wasn't black, but still, you're talking about on one of the blackest films, one of the most important films in terms of a black superhero being the main lead, and he's an African prince of a of a fictionalized African nation and shit. I mean, come on, it was huge, huge. So, I'm just saying, we 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 rolling. Black History Month is rolling again. Talk those fucking other three on the board and shit. Oh, there's other four on the board. I'm losing count at this point. Then again, Marshala Ali got for a Green Book actor and um, actor in a supporting role. He's got two. He's the only he's the only black male actor that had two Academy Awards. Denzel got one. Marshala Ali got got two. You talking about having a a fraction of the career as well? Moonlight and this shit back to back years. Oh, motherfuckers, flexing. Damn. So shout out to the boy Marshall Ali. Um, Regina King, if Bill Street could talk, 
She got uh, actress in a supporting role. You talking about somebody that's been in like acting since been acting. I remember her off of Friday. That was Craig's sister from Friday. Okay, and I heard there's a voice of motherfucking Huey and Riley from the Boondocks, and now she gets an Academy Award for Bill Street Could Talk, which was a... Listen, that's why I said, you're talking about Black History Month in full fucking effect here. Like, sincerely. So happy for Regina King. So glad she was able to get an accomplishment. And like I said, she's had the long... She's had such a lengthy fucking career. So to finally see her get one of the highest achievements possible... And, you know, in acting, well, the highest achievement in acting, you know, it's beautiful. Well, I mean, someone say best actress, but still, you got an Academy Award. Come on, an Academy Award. So many people don't have that, man. So it's fucking beautiful. Oh, let's go ahead and do some more. Put this shit on the board as well. Marvel like, nah, fuck it. We're going to need more black motherfuckers in in these shits. You want to know why? Because Into the Spider-Verse. Gets best animated picture over Fuck It Ralph and all those other films that have probably come out. Motherfucking Into the Spider-Verse. Stories around it, around Miles Morales. Now, people say, like, look, I mean, it was overall a good story. You don't just want to make it about Miles. Cool. But it was Miles' story. It was it was centered around this kid that you were like, like you, you could see what he was going through. You could see what he was pulling for. Like you really, truly rooted for him. Like I love the fucking picture. Like I even got emotional. I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like, damn it. If I have a kid, like he's gonna be able to look at this story and be like, "I want to be Spider Man too." And I'm like, "Go ahead, go ahead, do it, do it." I mean, even if you want to be Peter Parker, Spider Man, still do it. But either way, that shit was just, uh, it, it was it was dope. And I loved and I loved the movie. It was dope. Like I said, so. You gotta talk that shit again on on the on the board for Black History Month, baby. You just got to, you got to. Like I said, we needed this shit. All right, we we absolutely needed to finally get our due for what we provide in the medium of entertainment. And I'm not saying that it has to be that way all the time. You always have to pander. You always have to change characters, colors, and races. For I'm not saying you have to do that shit. But I'm saying that every now and then there just comes a time where you finally give credit where credit is due. I'm glad to see that a bunch of women from many diverse backgrounds were getting it for things like editing and things like documentaries and things like that. Because, again, it's due. My thing is storytelling shouldn't just be in the hands of, like, a few people to tell a story. Like, that because you're you're coming from a limited perspective. That's the whole case in point, man. So, shit. And we round it out. This one's for the Rasa. La Raza, alright, you feel me, so Netflix's Roma, fucking directed, and I made sure to look this up, by Alfonso Cuaron, okay, Cuaron, by Alfonso Cuaron, you're talking about someone who already has had Academy Awards, born Academy Awards, you want to talk about prolific, prolific fucking directors, look up Alfonso Cuaron, look up his fucking cinematography list you're talking about a dude that's probably just got academy awards like i have shit up here he's just like oh yeah just put that one up there you know and i'm gonna go now go write direct cinema and go write direct do the cinematography and edit on my next like piece so roma was a foreign um was a foreign film produced by netflix i think it was centered centered around a um a uh, Mexican migrant who, if I'm not mistaken, was was like she was like some sort of worker and just showing like some like working woman just showing the different like just 
elements of her overall life and just life in that particular part of Mexico. So it was literally like a love letter to Mexico, if you will. And he even said it himself. He's like, I wanted to put forward, you know, an act, uh, a character that would always just be in the background, but put her instead in the forefront. And that was beautiful, dude. Because because again. It's about telling different stories. It's not about the same old shit like, well, you know, Jessica falls in love and falls in love with a guy, but is trying to understand if maybe he's that guy or maybe he's just another. No, we don't need that constant retread of those fucked up, stupid, bland fucking rom-coms. Tell different stories, motherfucking Alfonso Cuaron did that so much that he got for Netflix's Roma, best director, cinematography, and foreign language film. So Netflix is like, yeah, we're going to take those among the other little things that we produce on these documentaries. And yeah, we're going to push those Academy Awards that way. Because I don't know if you knew, but Netflix is the largest fucking studio. The largest studio right now. Yeah, bigger than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I'm saying now in closing about the um, the Oscars, the Academy Awards 2019, we needed that shit, man. Fucking Black History Month was rough, okay? The last weekend for Black History Month, we were able to prevail. Granted, Green Book happened. Fuck it. Marshall Lee still got an award. You, 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 I'm, I mean, there's so many things you could take away from it. But we needed this shit. We needed it because for all the other shit going on with the fucking R, this guy, Jesse, that guy, we ended it on a high note. Fuck it. I'm with it. I'm absolutely with it. So we were able to, We again, sorry, we cleaned up. Like I said, people of color, women own this motherfucking Oscars, okay? So that's it. That's it. I feel like with that now, that now gives us at least an even playing field. I know motherfuckers are like, wait, wait, what the fuck are you saying? Like, wait, 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 what? Like what? So we're not supposed to win anymore? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it was just, it was just nice to see the Academy give so many nods to divert to diversity. It was just dope. Now, I feel like the playing field is a little more open. All right, hopefully films will step it the fuck up. Like I said, someone who's who's absolutely getting into that arena, you know, all this does is now, like, it's inspiring to watch shit like that. It really is. It's inspiring to know, like, hey, I don't have to come from, you know, the USC program. I don't have to come from a family that has this particular background. I don't have to look a certain way. I have a certain origin to be able to have a voice in this industry that otherwise has had a lot of gatekeepers in it. So that's why I said it was fucking great. Because, again, we need a reprieve from the Jesse and the R. Kelly bullshit. So for the last weekend and for the last particular posting which i think this will probably be no actually no these um two podcasts because you're getting two podcasts a week now for me that's exactly how we rolling now so for this to be one of the last two podcasts for black history month 2019 i thought this shit was dope shout out to them fucking oscars oscars so black poc slash so ladies history her story all things in between i thought it was fucking lit oscars lit so that being said, I'm your host, Imani Wilson. This has been another bombastic podcast. Please feel free to comment on your feedback about the Oscars, whether or not you follow, whether or not you saw people, you know, uh, saw their outfits, whether or not you really think Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper ain't fucking, whether you're like, yo, I didn't realize you were so hyped about the Oscars. I'm always lit. I almost lost my voice last night. I just kept screaming, we in there, we in there. So 
leave a comment you know let me know your you know thoughts feedback um like i said this is a great time to be able to like this podcast you know like i said leave comments rate it on whatever platforms in which you listen to podcasts and subscribe on those same platforms that you listen to podcasts and subscribe to this channel once again i'm your host imani wilson and this has been another episode and we out